Okay, well, hi. Uh, welcome. I'm Bill Gray. This is Minnesota Homeownership Center's Welcome Home podcast, um, and we are on episode five. Uh, today, we have a really special guest on the program, Minnesota Housing's Assistant Commissioner for Single Family Housing, Kayla Shuckman. Welcome, Kayla. Thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so, so let's jump right in because we've got a great opportunity today to talk about policies and things like that. Um, you took on this position pretty recently because I know you were with the city of Minneapolis and, and some other things before that. You've got a lot of ideas, a lot of experience in this space. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in this kind of work. Yeah, sure. So I uh, joined Minnesota Housing in January. So it's been just over five months. I'm still new, still learning the ropes and getting my feet wet, but um, have such a great team and, and some really um, great work in progress already. So came to Minnesota Housing from the city of St. Paul. Um, we won't hold it against you that you said city of Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry about that. But I, I was the housing director for the city of St. Paul okay. under Mayor Carter for the last three years prior to taking on this role and had the opportunity to implement a new housing trust fund and um, some other great work of the the mayor and the city council in St. Paul, both on the rental housing side and, and homeownership side. Um, so a lot of great work happening over there and a great opportunity to roll out um, some programming on single family down payment assistance and some other um, work that we had underway for community land trusts and um, accessory dwelling units. Just a great opportunity. Very cool. Um, so before that, I worked as an affordable housing developer for Common Bond Communities. Mm -hmm. And before that, I was actually at Minnesota Housing for nine years, oh. working on the multifamily side. Okay. So um, just have a, a passion around affordable housing. I started my career actually at, at Minneapolis Public Housing Authority. Mm -hmm. uh, my first job out of college was in finance. And I, I studied economics and, and really um, was drawn to doing something that would benefit our community and doing something that would um, be a part of solving some of the the challenges that that our communities and our state face. Um, so I, I didn't want to do um, economics or finance at you know a um, company where I wasn't connected to the mission. And and for me that mission has always been um, a, a really important driver for for my career. Um, I grew up uh, without a lot of money. And um, really saw sort of what it looks like for families that that work incredibly hard and and can't get ahead. And I also saw, um, you know, was lucky to see what it looks like when when you get help and when you get stable housing and when you you get um, resources that help you afford other things in your family budget, you yeah. know, whether that's food, whether right. that's um, investing in your education as a parent, um, and also, you know, being able to just reduce a little stress in your life. Right. So I know from my own experience that housing is just really foundational for, mm -hmm. for everything else in life. And, um, I also saw, um, once I was a, an adult, sort of what homeownership meant to families that I um, 
you know, some of my colleagues at McAllister College, where I went to school, um, you know, came from very different backgrounds. Sure. And they came in and um, some of them were, you know, paying for college yeah. out of pocket yeah. and um, weren't worried about, you know, work study and, and student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And um, and I saw how powerful homeownership was in the experience of sending your children to college and just sort of the, the impact of family wealth and what that means for all of the generations that follow. So um, it might mean that that you're able to send your kids to a really expensive college. It might mean that once your kids get there, they're able to to take on unpaid internships and really advance their career goals and their hopes and dreams. Um, and, and when I was uh, sort of freshly out of college, I, I bought a house with my um, oh. now husband. Uh-huh. And um, it's just been a really, um, for me, when you see how connected uh, the wealth gap is to all of the problems in our society. Right. And when you, when you see and understand that home ownership is, is one of the most prevalent ways that we build wealth in our society for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Harvard study that, that found that every year of home ownership results in another $10,000 of family wealth. Um, oh. So I really bring all of those personal experiences into the work and I think homeownership and addressing that wealth gap is an opportunity to provide affordable housing in a way that really gets at some of the root disparities that are handed down from generation to generation to generation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important for, for folks to know. Um, I mean, s- someone like you, you're you're taking on this challenge from a position of having experienced some of the um, – some of the impacts for yourself that, you know, um, 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 growing up without some of the benefits of home ownership uh, uh, has. And so, yeah, so I, I don't know. It just seems like a really good place to be coming from as you as you you're the assistant commissioner for single family housing in Minnesota. It's a it's a big job, um, but you've you're grounded in your experience and and what you bring into the table. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it is it's so important to look around at all of the tables that are a part of our policy making realm and and to make sure that we do have people who have different life experiences and represent different communities. And, um, you know, we, everyone is a part of the, the needs to be a part of the solution, but, um, having people who have diverse experiences, I think is, is so important. Yeah. Okay, so hot topic right now, uh, uh, Home Help Minnesota. Um, this is the uh, program uh, going on right now to help Minnesota homeowners behind on their homeownership expenses to keep their homes and avoid foreclosure. Um, I know the original application date was, uh, was it this Friday, but you told me it's being extended now. Um, let's yes. talk about the program. How does it work? Um, how do you apply? What does it do? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Home Help MN is a $109 million stimulus program from the federal government that Minnesota Housing received. We launched the program May 17th with the original application date, June 17th. The the applications um, have been coming in and we've started to make payments. 
um, we know that there is substantial need out there and we have additional resources left. So we've extended the deadline through August 17th. Because a lot of homeowners out there are still negatively impacted by the by financially by COVID and and COVID related things. Um, It is a very uneven recovery is something that we've been saying for a long time. And it's still true. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, while it, you know, sometimes can feel like we're far away from the crisis, um, not all of our families have been able to catch up, even if they have um, you know, recovered from whatever that that initial impact was. Right. So if a homeowner, um, you know, had a reduction in income or an increase in living expenses, you know, it could be that your child care costs went up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of us were scrambling to figure out how to, um, you know, make sure our kids were taken care of. And sometimes that meant, um, you know, staying home from work. And sometimes right. that meant seeking out childcare when school wasn't available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be unemployed. You don't have to, um, have had COVID. You just need to have been impacted by COVID and had that result in a financial hardship. Yeah. Um, and be currently past you mm-hmm. on your mortgage or other housing related expenses, you know, could be taxes, insurance, um, manufactured home, lot rent, mm-hmm. um, HOA fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our program, you know, might be able to help, uh, with, with your expenses up to $35,000 per household. Mm-hmm. It's assistance that doesn't have to be paid back. Mm-hmm. So we really want families to know that this resource is out there and to know, um, that even if you haven't, you know, been somebody who's, who's had to receive help in the past or who's, you know, used to taking advantage of, of, um, resources like this. Um, if you haven't been connected to, um, affordable housing or, or benefits, this program is very different and it's, it's for the majority of Minnesotans in terms of income level. And it's, there are so many people in this bucket, um, whether you're a month past due or whether you're 12 months past due. Um, the, there's assistance that, that could help. Well, and it's and it's design is there uh, so that we don't see um, a wave of foreclosures. And um, you know, we think of the economic crisis in in oh eight oh nine. That really impacted um, BIPOC households maybe more than than white households just because of income levels and how all that uh, uh, works. And we've got one of the worst gaps in the country as far as Mm -hmm. homeownership goes already. And we want to, we want to try to avoid that. So, um, well, that, that's, that's good that the program's out there. Um, what though? Yep. There's the website, homehelpmen.org. And then there's a phone number. Uh, if that works better for you, if you want information on this program, uh, that's where you should reach out to. And, uh, what's the new deadline again? The new deadline is August 17th. Um, Please don't wait to apply. Right. You know, it's it's possible that the assistance will go um, and and sort of be spent before that deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, so so please call. Please um, uh, send an email if you have if you have questions. Mm-hmm. We have language assistance available. 
Um, so the the call center is is prepared to answer questions in multiple languages, and we have the ac application translated in four right. languages. Right, and this is yeah. a statewide program. It's not like some of the other ones that were out there earlier uh, this year and late last year, specifically, you know, a city or a county. This is statewide. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. So literally uh, could be a home saver for Minnesotans still struggling from the pandemic related uh, setbacks. I want to mention as well, uh, the Home Ownership Center's uh, own free foreclosure prevention advising services. So uh, while, while we don't have um, uh, financial resources, uh, we do have the advisor services where they can sit down and, and plot a course for you for a sustained recovery. Again, it's free of charge uh, based on your own personal financial circumstances. Info on that is available at our website at hocmn.org. Um, so, Kayla, um, I said we should talk about the Homeownership Opportunity Alliance here as well. Um, listeners and viewers can learn more about the HOA in episode two of our uh, podcast. Uh, the HOA was convened by the center and by your office at Minnesota Housing. Uh, so that's kind of a big deal. So tell us why you see this effort as an agency priority. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think it's really important to... Um, put focused effort into convening all of the partners that impact uh, homeownership and the homeownership have the potential to reduce the homeownership gap in Minnesota. We know that we got to this place of a homeownership gap through decades and decades of policy, you know, intentionally discriminatory policy, both from the government side, discrimination from, uh, you know, parties across Minnesota and across the United States. Restrictive covenants, redlining. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, so we know that it's going to take really strong, coordinated effort to undo um, all of that work that got mm -hmm. us to this place. And the Homeownership Opportunity Alliance just brings so many important stakeholders and people who have, you know, some ability to address the gap, brings them together. Yeah. And it gets us talking about the problem so that we all understand, you know, how we got here and what it's happening in the current day environment that is still right. contributing to the gap and to engage around solutions and what can each of us from our seats do to improve things. And yeah. That is so powerful. Um, Minnesota Housing, of course, we you know operate as a lender and we have lending products, but we serve. You know, we're a small player in the market. Right. We have six and a half percent share in Minnesota, and so if we're going to really move the needle on the homeownership gap, it needs to be all of us coming together who have the ability to solve this, and that's just exactly what the yeah. Homeownership Opportunity Alliance does. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I think we've got maybe uh, two or three hundred uh, uh, people at this point um, in, in, in the industry, everybody from uh, loan officers to realtors to um, other nonprofits just kind of working together, you know, um, while, uh, you know, redlining and restrictive covenants and all that 
is isn't legal anymore. We are stuck with the um, with the legacy of it, and 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 not only the legacy that it happened, which is you know shameful and 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 whatnot, but the legacy of the results of it, which is yeah. that we have one of the worst gaps in the country. And that's not to say this didn't happen everywhere, because it did. Right. For whatever reason, our gap is a little worse than uh, than it is in other places. Um, but uh, but this. This this group of of like minded individuals can talk about things and and get into some of the systemic problems that are still with us. So we talk about systemic racism. Um, it's it, what what that means is that the way that certain things in the system work are unintentionally perpetuating some of this stuff. So mm -hmm. it reminds me, you know, the hottest topic right now for the HOA is. Um, what do you call it? Appraisals. Yeah. And the whole idea, I mean, there's news stories out there. Um, they do an appraisal of a, of a, of a BIPOC household it comes in at one number and then, um, you know, they, they take down all the pictures and, and whatnot and, mm -hmm. and, and they do another appraisal and it's a completely different number. And, and, some of that is baked into the system and some of it is maybe unintentional bias and mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, but, uh, if you look at the way that appraisals work, um, it's based on comps and yeah. comps yeah. are looking at the value of things that have been affected all the way back to redlining and they are what they are because, and so how do you get beyond some of that stuff? Yeah. And so that's, that's what the HOA kind of, works with these 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 systemic problems that we kind of need to figure out how to get around some of these 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 constraints yep. that are still absolutely impacting the process yeah and i think you know it's it's so important to to understand sort of the legacy pieces and to also recognize how they're still with us just mm -hmm. like you described with appraisal bias and mm -hmm. um there we know that there are some um, folks really interested in, in addressing and tackling that problem. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, the HOA gives us that platform to bring people together mm -hmm. and, and to do that work. Yeah. We know, um, that, you know, there's, there's a working paper that the federal reserve is working on that, that found that even controlling for, you know, income and credit score, that there's a disparity in uh, lender denial rates oh, right, among right. households mm -hmm. of color compared to white households, um, and and you know even setting aside you know current discriminatory practices, we know that that all of those past things, redlining, um, mm -hmm. you know building freeways through thriving black communities, that all of those legacies still have present day impacts, and right. you know when when uh, families homes were literally taken to build a freeway that that wealth disappeared. And so um, whereas a white family may have sort of passed along wealth and inheritance generation to generation since, um, mm -hmm. you know, say Rondo was split, mm -hmm. um, that wealth was taken mm -hmm. from black communities. So even things like the ability to bring down payment assistance. So at, at Minnesota Housing, we are very focused on how we can impact the homeownership gap with our own products and engaging through the HOA. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, very good. It's such a, such a, such a big, such a big thing to try to tackle. Um, 
So uh, I told you um, our last topic uh, would be a big one. It's a doozy. Uh, let's talk about the uh, gap between white and BIPOC households. Um, we talked about some of how it developed uh, and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, but what can be done about it? And I know that you uh, are working on this issue and you have some uh, stats and some things that you can point to. So so let's get into let's get into that a little bit. I'll let you just, yeah. you know, take it in whatever direction you want here. OK, thanks, Bill. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we are we are tracking the homeownership gap really closely. As you mentioned, Minnesota has Minnesota has one of the largest gaps in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so while white households own at a rate of around 77 percent, um, households of color are owning at around 44 percent. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, even more um, disparate for for black households. So um, current homeownership rate of around 25 percent. So that's mm-hmm. a disparity of 51 percent. Mm-hmm. That is enormous. Um, so we at Minnesota Housing set mm-hmm. a strategic goal to, with our resources, to increase our lending to Black, Indigenous, and and people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, our strategic goal um, is that by 2023, 40% of our first-time homebuyer mortgages will go to households of color. Mm-hmm. I think starting at that level with setting a goal, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I, I think... We, we are really at this point um, in 2022, and I think especially um, uh, coming out of uh, the last couple of years where we've had, you know, really a racial reckoning and um, uprising in, in Minneapolis, we have talked about the problem and we have looked at it from different angles and we have um, analyzed that problem to death. And it's important that we keep talking about the problem, mm-hmm. but what comes next is even more critical to making an impact. And so we have set the goal. We are going to um, measure ourselves against that goal. And I'm, I'm really pleased to report that we have made great progress. Um, we have done a um, billion dollars of, of lending in, in the last year, which it's hard for me to, to say B. Right. Billion is, is um Incredible. Mm-hmm. Our team has done great work in our um, network of participating lenders and all and of it's the partners. Six percent of the market. So it gives you an idea how big the market is. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and the lending that we have done this year, um, we have, uh, we have, uh, our our lending is on track to um, support um, Black Indigenous people of color um, at forty percent of our first time homebuyer mortgages. So we're mm-hmm. really pleased with the progress we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's come through our partners, our homeownership advisors, realtors, lenders, mm-hmm. everyone who is engaged in being a part of the solution is a part of that success. Mm-hmm. We also have done some really intentional targeting with our down payment assistance. So, you know, um, all of our, um, borrowers are basically eligible to get down payment assistance in one form or another. Um, But with our more targeted, more favorable, more affordable down payment assistance, we've been really strategic about who are we going to serve with this resource. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that has really allowed us to um, achieve uh, a really strong market share of our lending going to to black indigenous people of color. So. we're we're really pleased with that. Forty percent of our first time 
mortgages are going to people of color. And that's, you know, that's about double what the the broader market is doing here in Minnesota. Uh-huh. We're really pleased with that. And we're also already asking ourselves, and what's next? Yeah. And yeah. how do we maintain that um, as the market changes and right. interest rates increase and prices in the market are, you know, right. challenges? Inventory. And, yep. um, and how do we make sure we do that sustainably? So right. Um, right. looking at the whole picture there. Right. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing for me uh, as you're trying to understand this issue is if you can afford – um, full freight rent, you can afford a mortgage. Mm-hmm. The problem is qualifying for a mortgage yep. uh, because it's complicated. But our advisors at the Homeownership Center can walk you through that, mm-hmm. um, give you your own roadmap for your own situation on how to achieve that. And uh, and then we talk about down payment assistance. A lot of times down payment assistance is not, it's not necessarily free money. It's something mm-hmm. tacked on to the end of the loan that's Maybe, uh, you know, paid off at the end or forgiven over 20 years if you keep the house for that long, that kind of thing. Um, so these are these are legitimate efforts to help people get over that hurdle mm-hmm. that has kept them from participating in wealth building yep. so that we can have a more um, equitable society. And frankly, a, a more equitable system that works for works for everybody. It's not like it's going to stop working for some people. It's just going to work right. for more people. Right. Just bring more people yeah. into it. And I think you're exactly right to, to talk about the sort of demystifying the process, mm-hmm. because I, I think that's a big part of it. And um, helping, helping people see themselves in homeownership, because mm-hmm. in in our, you know, history as a country, homeownership has sort of been um, associated with the American dream and it's been a part of the American dream. And and we know that for communities of color who've been shut out of sort of the American dream, mm-hmm. it can be hard to um, to really want to explore homeownership or to see yourself in that. Um, but it there is there is an enormous opportunity and it is it is in reach for many, many of our black and brown residents in Minnesota, we mm-hmm. we know that we are becoming more diverse as a state. And we know that there are just um, tens of thousands of potentially income eligible um, residents in our state that are right. people of color that are between the age of 25 and 44. Right, right. That could afford homeownership. We did that research, didn't yep. we? Yeah. Yeah. And and we are also investing in homeownership education and counseling yep. um, because you're exactly right. It is it is complex and understanding what sustainable homeownership looks like uh-huh. and what the what it takes to start that journey and how to get ready for homeownership because it, sometimes it's a process. Yeah. Sometimes it's building credit and um, saving uh, uh, resources and taking some other steps before. Before someone might be eligible, so we're investing also in um, um, homeownership education and, yeah. and really support the work of the homeownership center and, and the advisors. Yeah. I like what you said, demystifying the process, because yeah, it's it's like it's like any of these 
mind-boggling process is like i don't know long-term care it's like you don't know about it till you need it and then it's like wow is this ever complicated or medicare or something taxes (laughs) but we've got homeownership advisors who can walk you through the process it's it's free the home home buyer education actually it's june um there's free classes right now in june every june for home ownership month uh our uh our network of of uh partners offer the class for free um otherwise i think it's only 25 bucks or something maybe 40 i don't i don't know exactly it may might vary um but it's an eight hour class that walks you through everything from uh you know the the mortgage process to working with a realtor to the home inspector and and all this stuff um super valuable wish i had known it uh when i was buying my first house because i didn't know what i was doing i was thinking the same thing bill (laughs) i I think i signed a bunch of papers in a dairy queen somewhere and i was like well hope that works out (laughs) it did but um you know it's scary and 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 rightly so uh but again my my thinking is if you can afford full freight rent right now in this market you can afford a mortgage you just need some uh some guidance and and going through that process and here's the other thing yes inventory is uh really slim right now yeah prices are 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 high right now um the experts you don't think there's going to be any repeat of the 0809 uh, business because demand is strong and inventory isn't there. It's a totally different situation. And and the reason I say this isn't to be like, oh, it's, it's too hard right now. Um, it's not. And also, you can get ready now so that you can be ready later on uh, when the opportunity is there for you. So, um, you know, like Kayla said, the process might take a little while. Get ready so you can be ready when the time comes. Absolutely. And we we continue to see our um, home buyers be mm -hmm. successful, even in the current conditions. So our current lending production, um, it remains strong and and. We are so um, pleased to see that our uh, Black Indigenous people of color continue to to be able to make the the numbers work, um, yeah. and and we know that that there are um, lenders and realtors and advisors that are helping helping people continue yeah. to be successful in the market today. Yeah. Well, we're really thankful that you're there uh, at Minnesota Housing and and uh, love working with you. We appreciate that. Thanks, Bill. So, well, I think that's about all the time we have. I, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to come down here and do this. It's much appreciated. Um, I'll say my normal stuff here. Join me next time when we'll be uh, talking about the um, State of Asia America Housing Report by the Asian Real Estate Association of America. We'll bring in the uh, president of the Minnesota chapter of ARIA uh, to talk about that. I want to acknowledge our sponsors as usual, Associated Bank, Midwest One Bank, and Old National Bank. Our sincere thanks to each of these organizations for their support. And uh, with that, I think we'll call it a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you, Bill. Thanks. Bye bye. So, yeah, that's kind of how it works. And then uh, it just kind of. Mm-hmm.